Welcome to Dr. Freedom, where we give you the strategies, mindset, and tactics on how to elevate your practice and your life. I'm Dr. Sita Patel. I started my practice in a Starbucks over seven years ago, and I built it brick by brick to a multi-location practice with an aesthetic OR and a software company. I'm here to give you the secrets to unlock that time and freedom for you. Today we're talking about change and what it actually takes to change as a person or as a practice in your, you know, your whole concept of what you actually show up in the world as. And so for me as a person, I don't think I really knew, you know, how good I was at this, you know, as a child. I grew up in a a place that I didn't have neighbors. It was mainly like at a motel and, you know, we had a funeral home that was next door and 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 that part of it. But we had customers and we had people that came and it was constantly an ever-changing flow of people that we met, you know, as working the front desk and doing the other things in uh, the business. I learned to adapt and change exceptionally well. And I thought about this just even recently to say, hey, what are what allowed me to do that over time? You know, how can I adapt and change these things so rapidly? And it, it's a it's it's a gift I think I was given as a child because of the experiences I lived through. The actual gift of it is the ability to change my perspectives in the frame. And I think that part of it is crucial. You know, the stories that I would tell myself, the the stories that I continue to tell myself in each one of these circumstances to change how my emotions and how I feel about something, they're, they're constant in terms of taking that concept to say, you know, something that you might be afraid of, like in terms of public speaking, right? I was terrified of public speaking, you know, as a, as a kid and as I even grew up and to be on stage, I, I didn't, I didn't understand what it took or what the right frame was. But I think over time, it was more so of, putting it into a frame for myself to say, you know, what exactly am I providing here? What type of impact do I want to have? And what is my message I want to have uh, people resonate with? And that was more so and more important than my fear of the actual presentation, the fear of getting up on stage, the doing the next thing. So I, I was able to change that about myself and about what uh, my circumstances and surroundings were. And I think it all comes it comes internally in the mindset to say, hey, if if I'm thinking about something, your brain reacts at such a rapid pace, whether it's anxiety or an activity or an action that you're going to have to take, your brain and your body already knows. Your brain already signals it uh, to your body and your body responds to do that next thing. And that part of the next thing then changes your environment. And it's like this loop that as your loop continues to give you an effect, the environment gives you an effect on your body and your brain, your brain reacts, then your body reacts, and then your environment changes, and it goes over and over and over again. Well, how do you, how do you define that change? Well, a change is being able to overcome the environment, your body, and whatever thoughts you might be having. Now, how do you cut that circuitry? How do you cut it so that you can choose how you're going to respond or what you're going to actually do in it. And I think the key to this is actually changing the thought pattern that you have to break the concept to say, you know, 
this is exactly what I'm going through. I'm going to get up here on stage and I'm going to talk to these people about this topic and I'm going to get my my message across versus, you know, oh my God, there's all these people that are going to be staring at me. And then all the questions that come with that, all the insecurities, all the other pieces that came from either childhood or a specific moment where we felt less than or being judged in a different way, shape or form. I think taking all those things and removing them, almost like creating a new past, you know, memory for yourself to say, hey, last time I got up here and I was able to deliver this message to the people that are in front of me, it made an impact. Somebody did something different. Somebody saw something different. Somebody felt something different. With all those things put together, it gives you a different confidence and a different conviction to actually step up on stage to do the next thing. And that's the uh, analogy I have for change in terms of something that you might fear. Well, how do you adapt that to things that you want to do with your circumstances that are around you, right? For example, people talk about weight loss and they're like, oh, you know, they've got, you know, you know, all this terrible food in their fridge. They've got all these environmental factors that, you know, the choices are like against them, like 80% are bad choices, 20% are healthy choices. And the healthy choices are the harder ones to actually do versus the healthy ones are easy. I mean, the, the unhealthy ones are easy to dip your hand into a bag of chips or a soda can or things that are you know, highly processed or high in sugars, all these types of things, you know, that are there. Well, how do you change these habits or these, the, the thought process? The, it's, it's enjoying the process of eating healthy food. It's the enjoying the energy that you have because you ate that healthy food. Like it's actually putting it in the right frame to say, this is what it actually feels like to be healthy versus it's, oh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Because in that do that tomorrow, just like I mentioned with that loop of saying, hey, your mind and then your body reacts, your mind has already caused you to lose. Your body is not even ready to do the activity. So it's like, you know, you take that one step further in terms of, you know, food choice and the other stuff and to say, okay, well, when do I exercise? I'll exercise tomorrow. Well, what happens if tomorrow never comes? And that's what ends up happening. You think about it to say, oh yeah, I'm going to start this tomorrow. I'm going to do this change tomorrow. But if you actually put it into a process of your brain and be like, I'm going to do this right now. Right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this change. I'm going to step out there. I'm going to make a different choice. All right, let's get to it. What does AdVital do for your aesthetic practice or med spa? Our current clients are making an extra sixty dollars to $65,000 to their bottom line every month, month over month, because they're able to nurture their current patient base and also amplify their qualified leads. Now reach out to AdVital to learn more. Once you make that different choice in terms of your brain, and your thoughts, all of a sudden your body reacts like that. It snaps into place and it does the activity. After it does the activity, all of a sudden you notice your environment environment might change, right? You might have healthy foods. Now it's 80% healthy foods and 20% unhealthy in your house. And all of a sudden you've made one change that led to every subsequent domino that you needed to have to kind of climb up and escalate up that mountain to get to the summit. And that part of it just takes that first step. But yet the first step is the hardest because one, you have to acknowledge it's there. You have to get past the, 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 oh, I'll do it tomorrow phase. You have to get past the, the, the fact that you might not even feel like it's a problem. 
right? You just say, okay, well, it's not a problem. I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll get healthy tomorrow. Well, I mean, you know, as being a physician, we know that a lot of our, our habits in childhood come with us as adults. When we eat sugary things, when we eat high cholesterol things or whatever, those deposits of that stuff, they're made in the arteries when we're kids. The, the sun damage that we do to our, our skin in our younger ages, that's the highest risk of getting melanoma, right? In terms of sunburns in that part of it. So when you think and you put these things together, how do you change that? Well, you have to change the memory of the past so that your future can change. It can't just be, I'm going to take this action right now and it's temporary. I'm going to sign up for this, you know, quick weight loss. It's going to happen in three days. And then I'm going to do this juice cleanse. I'm going to go straight on a binger and I'm, you know, it's, I'm going to be good after this. And then all of a sudden, bam, you relapse and you relapse into that, that the change that you want to make, but you relapse into it because you haven't changed your subconscious. You haven't changed in the way that your brain is wired to what you felt before. All of a sudden, it comes right back in. It floods, and all of a sudden, your 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 hands in the 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 Pringles. You're you're in that bag of chips. You're drinking the sodas. You're doing all the different things that wanted you to change in the first place, but somehow you weren't able to break those habits or break out of the actual sequence that your brain got programmed into. Well, it goes back to the same thought process. How do you break it? And how do you change it forever? Well. First thing is you change the action today. You change that action today. Now, all of a sudden, that becomes the new past. That's your new past that you can build on. And then slowly, you're going to have to figure out how to see the unconscious part, the subconscious piece, the where you relapse into things. What are the things that you can put into place so you don't relapse? First things is like, what do you put into place so you, you actually have the right action first? After that, what do you put into place so you don't relapse? Then third thing is, how do you prevent this from ever happening again? How do you change it once and for all? And how do you, how do you maintain that? Well, I think the last piece of it is like when you actually believe that's who you've become, right? There's all these wants. You know, I can remember as a child that, you know, I was given this book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill when I was a child. I, know I, was, I was on this trip to Scotland and one of my family friend's friends, physician, he was there and he was just like listening to loud rock music and all this other stuff. He gave me this book and he said, hey, you got two weeks, read this book and it will change your life. And it totally did because it taught me something different about myself of who I wanted to be and how I wanted to be. In those things, over the years of time, it was, I made so many different iterations in terms of changing who I was then to who I am now, but I don't think I realized it until I walked past the mirror at one point in time and I'm like, holy crap, all these things that I've wanted for myself, I have now because I was consistent. I was deliberate. I had changed the first action, the second action in terms of what my body would do, the third thing in terms of what my environment had, and it completely changed, right? And some of the, the most important changes that I had to do in my life were to eliminate the things that I didn't need to be around. And these are hard decisions in terms of relationships and people and environments and all of that stuff. You don't know that you have these options. You have an option of who you eat with. 
You have an option of who you conversate with. You have an option of who you hire in your, in part of your business, your teams, your practice, any of these things. Well, if they're positive and they're healthy and all that stuff's going to rub off and it's going to go both ways. If we're negative, if we have negative self doubt and thoughts and the other stuff, it's also going to rub off on the people around you. Eventually, all that stuff leads up to burnout. And the ultimate burnout is essentially forgetting why you actually signed up to do what you wanted to do. And that burnout is intense because you have to go and rekindle that flame. Figure out who you are today versus who you thought you might be today. Are you the best version? Are you not the best version? And some of these things are, well, what caused you not to be the best version? What parts actually made you be divergent from the path that you wanted to put yourself through? How do you change these things? Well, it comes back to the same things that I'm talking about from the beginning of this podcast. Is like you have to change that first action. The second one, your body will respond and you have to trust in it. That trust is probably the biggest thing that breaks people into their subconscious. They get distracted by something that happened before, some other thought, some other interaction that didn't go like you wanted to. And all of a sudden, boom, you're back into that frame of the person you didn't want to be versus the person you believe that you should be. And how you take all that stuff and you define that as your storybook of your life and how you show up every day is how you keep the passion alive. How do you keep yourself motivated to continue to grow and give back and do impactful things in terms of even conversations uh, with your neighbors or people or any, anybody in your practice, right? How do, you, how do you help everybody grow around you? You got to start with yourself. You got to start changing the things about yourself. But the only way, the only way you have sustainable change is if you actually know the destination you want to get to. And back to the, the book of Think and Grow Rich, that's what it was all about. All these uber successful people that have done things that you seem astronomically impossible, the only way that they did it is because they thought it was possible for them. And that possibility is what changes the entire frame of how they show up, what activities they do, and which ones they do not do. By eliminating a lot of the noise, you can actually be 10x more productive in terms of the things that you want to do, how you want to be, how you want to show up as a practice, how you want to speak to people, how you want to make an impact in terms of the businesses that you have, the family that you have, and even the way you look at yourself. Putting all those pieces together, I think, is the definition of being successful for yourself. And that, I think, is a secret to change right here and right now. Thanks for listening to Dr. Freedom Podcast. I hope you found some value in this podcast. And if you could hit the subscribe button and share with a friend if you found this content valuable.